The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. In Chadville, it is Friday. On the verge of December. Not just any Friday. Today is National Stay-at-Home Day because you're well day. Do you know that? Well, I did know that. So I guess if you're listening to us at work, you missed an opportunity, but... I hadn't heard about this until today. Nora had I. It's a couple of guys, uh, some geniuses they're referred to as Thomas and Ruth Roy. I'm not sure who they are. They reckon employees should be able to call into work one day a year to say they're not coming in, but without having to fake an illness, mm. simply say they're not coming in because they're feeling too good. Yeah, or just you want to stay at home. And, you yeah. know, every once in a Why day, not? like mental health days are important, don't you think? You know, they are. And we always, uh, you suspect, don't you, if we're being honest, that no matter who it is and what they do in any organization, <laughs> when someone phones in sick, you're like, you're like nah. are they really? <laughs> so that's, uh, that's today, but not to be confused uh, with National Pulisicki Day, which is traditionally, it traditionally falls on the first Monday in February. So we have some time before that and this is when you are supposed to phone in and fake an, an illness so like do the pretend cough to your boss yep. and all that sort of thing exactly mm. there's reasons for it uh, the reason for national stay at home day because you're feeling well is because this is we're on the verge of all that craziness that is That's christmas right, yeah. right? and uh the national uh pull a sicky day in february it falls on that day because uh, a combination of factors. It's the first Monday after the end of dry January, whatever that is. And it's the first Monday <laughs> it's, after... It's the month, you know, because sometimes there's there's one... Uh, is it November, uh, sober October? October, is November, right? too. Is, yeah, as you gear up for December because you tend to drink a lot if you're a drinker hmm. during December with with the uh, Christmas parties and festivities oh, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So I know a number of people that actually take part in dry January. Oftentimes they arrange these around individuals who only get paid once a month. So uh. and this uh, that used to be the case when I worked somewhere, but it isn't here. We get paid every two weeks. But according to... Reasoning it falls on the first Monday after your first paycheck after Christmas. So it's often depressing because you, you're paying off Christmas debt. So you need a day off. What's the strangest reason you've ever called in sick for? I or that you've heard of? Well, I was going to say, because I've honestly never called in sick anywhere. And it, to the point where it's just ridiculous when well, I passed out here in this yeah, studio. Yeah, which was stupid. Like, yeah. you should have been there. You did call in sick, but it wasn't sick. You called in because your teeth were crumbling. You Did called me, you missed that? a day because oh. you had to go to the dentist. But that's not really, right, yeah, right. but you had like a dental emergency. That was I it, did. Right? I'd forgotten about that. You texted me that night and you're like... But I'd gone in the, yeah, I'd, I tried yeah. to get it done in the morning, yeah, but and it was... I'm like, and I said to you, buddy, <laughs> you're going to have dental work done. Just don't worry that's about like it. It's like a nightmare when, you know, your teeth start falling out. You're just that, like, what is that going is on? That is a nightmare. That's one of my recurring dreams. Really? Uh, well, one of my recurring dreams is that I have uh, a big wad of bubble gum in my mouth, and as I'm trying to pull it, stuck in, stuck to the roof of my mouth, and as I'm pulling it out, my teeth come out. Yikes. That uh, if you do any kind of dream analysis, it usually means you're hiding something. I, I've not had. I can't think of. I can't think of uh, you know an odd reason for calling in sick, but I did have a salesman back when, in my trucking uh. days, 
that phoned in sick on his first day of work. So we had interviewed him, <laughs> and uh, we'd hired him, and he was supposed to train. And he, he phoned in sick on the first day, and we thought that odd. And the second day, he showed up in sweatpants and a T-shirt, and we, I, you know, I, I was the manager of the terminal. He was going to be a sales rep. Mm. And I said, I don't really understand why you're dressed the way you are. And he said, well, we're training today, right? So we're not going to see customers. And I said, well, you know, still, there's a dress code for our sales reps. And, oh, no problem. So the third day, when I expected him to show up in a suit, he phoned in sick again. So that was two out of three days. And then through pure coincidence, I had a tenant down in my basement, somebody, a friend, but they were paying rent to stay in my house in Calgary. And she starts telling me over supper about this strange new sales rep they hired at her company <laughs> that had phoned in sick on alternating days uh, to the okay. days in which they... Yeah. Same guy. He had, I guess he goes around, interviews, mm-hmm. gets jobs, and then finds reason for the employer to want to dismiss them. And when you first hire somebody, generally you don't owe them anything. Mm-hmm. There's a probationary period, but most companies will say, look, it's not going to work out. And they Here's feel guilty. Here's a couple of weeks pay. Wow. So that's what he did. So he's a shyster. He was. And not even related industries. Her industry was uh, pharmaceutical. Mm. And uh, mine was trucking, just not even the same. How about you? Have you ever had a strange phone-in sick reason or heard one? Yeah. Um, I had to phone in sick when I was at Global Television because the wire behind my front teeth was broken. And I couldn't talk. I had to get to the dentist. The wire behind. So I have a wire behind because I've had a couple of surgeries on my, on my teeth, on my front teeth over the years. Okay. And so I have a wire behind my front teeth that kind of keeps things in place, and the glue holding the wire came off, and so I had this tiny, like sharp as knife uh, wire that was still attached to the other side with the glue and I had to get into the dentist to get it fixed. So I had to call in sick because I couldn't talk because every time I talked it was like stabbing me in the tongue. So that was was a strange one. So it was painful for you to talk? Yeah. Hmm. There's a joke there. I just can't quite put it together. Yeah, you just... Normally, it's painful for everybody else. Okay. Uh, On our text line, I worked with a guy in the oil and gas industry that called in sick because he said he won $1,200 the night before (laughs) and still had pizza and beer left. (laughs) Good on him. (laughs) Yeah, nice. At least he's being honest. That is honest. Uh, I I called into work, another texter says, I called into work with explosive diarrhea for Game 7 of Oilers Cup Final against Carolina. I was working nights at the time. That's Ryan up in Fort Mac. And uh, this one, I had a guy who worked for me called because his mother passed away. Oh, that's sad. I said, again, this is your fourth mother. Mm -hmm. That from Ron. Mm -hmm. I've certainly seen that before. Oh, yeah, of course you do. You don't pick a mom or dad. You pick an uncle because you could have several of those. Aunt is probably better because it just seems sadder. I had a boss once. Yeah. um, When my nan was dying. And I needed time off to go to Peterborough, Ontario. So I was working in uh, Thunder Bay. And I needed to go down to southern Ontario to go see my nan before she died. Like She, she was on her deathbed. And I asked, I told my boss, I said, I needed uh, some time off. And I had to, I had to leave now. I had to, I had to get going. And uh, he looked at me and he said, well, are you sure she's going to die? Whoa. Well, that's what the doctors are telling us. Yeah. So see, I got to go. See, that's not a sick day. But no, it's not. But it was just a story I, I you're talking a, about. Right. Whatever. I took a day yeah. off to go see my mom before she yeah. passed away. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, just kind of those odd things sometimes when you're dealing with employees or, or bosses. 
are you are you really sure she's going to die? Huh. Thank you. Dylan, I'd have Gary. to I think I might have to edit your text. I'm not sure. I once called in after taking two Viagras. I couldn't walk around, had to go to the hospital. Never take two Viagras. Well, they tell you that. Mhm. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a cure. <laughs> Andrew, the punchline you're looking for regarding uh, Jalen's dental wire issue is, it sounds like a cure. Mm. <laughs> Employer, why didn't you come in on Saturday? Employee, well, I was up, but when I went to grab my coffee, a spider bit me. Hmm. We had a guy phone in just because his dad had a heart attack. We found out later his dad had a heart attack. What? Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, sorry, your voice to text sometimes is not good. Yeah. Uh, Remember Epstein from Welcome Back, Cotter? Yeah, of course. One day I called in sick because I won tickets to the comedy festival. Mm -hmm. Is that a fact? So you must work nights. Hmm. All right. Uh, You know what? Mike's on the phone. Oh, okay. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you? Good. Did you call in sick? Uh, No, I didn't. I phoned in and took a wall day. Did you, you did? really today? You did. And the boss, the boss says, "You want to do what?" And I said, "Well, everybody phones in, take a sick day." I saw a video from a brother-in-law, and uh, they said, "Phone in and take a well day." So I did, and he said, "Okay, you got it." Wow! Wow! Nice. Who do you <laughs> it work for? Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, do you well, I was saying... Blanchard hauling fuel back then. Oh, oh okay. nice. Okay, well. Yeah. Okay, guys. Have a good weekend. Thanks, yeah, you as well. well. And this uh, text, my wife worked with her sister years ago. One day her sister phoned in sick using the excuse her brother-in-law died. My wife was at work when their boss gave my wife her condolences. And my wife said, what for? And that is when their boss said, your sister (laughs) said your brother-in-law died. My wife's reply was, which one? That reaction was enough for her boss to suspend my wife's sister when she came back to work Uh. a few days later. That from Richard. Uh, It is Friday, and oftentimes we have... uh, a feel-good Friday or a, a mm-hmm. big blue folder Friday, uh, but you found uh, such a gem today that I feel like we could have real fun with this throughout the afternoon. Mm-hmm. We often talk about these crazy stories out of Florida, and it, and there's a reason for it. It's not actually the state of Florida. It's just that there's a wire service in Florida that looks for crazy no, stories. No, I, I think it might have something might to do with Florida? Florida. Okay. Well, either way, it's funny, but uh, this website has produced the 40 oddest headlines out of Florida well, over the past year. Yeah, Buzz, and BuzzFeed compiles yep. them all together every Does year. Does it every year, that's right. And uh, we have the list of the craziest headlines. The kind uh, of thing. Some, many of them you've heard right here. Exactly. It was funny, actually. It was a, a bit of a walk down memory lane mm-hmm. as I went through some of these uh, because I thought, oh, we did that story. Uh, there are headlines like this, just to give you a sampling. Uh, Florida man, one disguised in bull costume, allegedly tried to burn down ex-boyfriend's home with spaghetti Getty sauce. That's the headline. How can you not read a story like that? How can you? Did we do that one? I don't remember that one. No, nor do I. Or this one. Monkey clings to Pasco man's chest during stolen vehicle arrest. <laughs> with video. <laughs> we also have guests this afternoon. We do have guests this afternoon. Uh, we have uh, the folks from Wild North uh, Wildlife Rescue and Rehabilitation uh, coming in. Uh, yeah, they've got a lot of work ahead of them. They have a lot of um, animals in their care right now. And guess what? They're bringing in a porcupine. Into the studio? Yeah. Oh, okay. Her name's Wild Rose, and she has her own Instagram account. Isn't that delightful? I'm actually uh, allergic to porcupine. (laughs) 
What time are they coming in? <laughs> in about 15 minutes. Oh, <laughs> well. Oh, no, they're coming in at 3.30. Okay, so perhaps... Yeah. yeah, and then uh, at 2.30, we'll have some folks in from Innovate Edmonton with the uh, Edmonton Economic Development Corporation. There's a, a new uh, platform that they're putting together, and they're looking for some help with that. So okay. uh, we're going to do that. Uh, we'll also touch on, boy, oh, boy, some scary pictures coming out of uh, Anchorage, mm-hmm. Alaska this afternoon where that 7.0 um, earthquake hit earlier today and boy oh boy there's there's roads that have completely um, just big sinkholes almost yeah. to them now. The police chief uh, there says he's been told that parts of the scenic highway that heads from Anchorage towards the mountains and the glaciers have sunken and have completely disappeared following that earth uh, that earthquake. So boy oh boy. Hey, you know one of the stories we won't be doing this afternoon? What's that? Uh, Titusville grandmother pops out teeth to scare off nude man on back porch. We did do that story. Did we really? (laughs) We did. Again, uh, news is trickling in about uh, the damage in Anchorage, Alaska. The police chief there was telling before the break said that one of the scenic highways that heads from Anchorage towards the mountains and glaciers has sunken, completely disappeared. Um, It's the Glen Highway. They said it was so significant, the damage, that it will probably take a long time to repair. Uh, There's been damage to bridges. I know um, there's some damage to some of the hospitals there as well. It was a 7.0 magnitude earthquake. Um, No reports of deaths or serious injuries. I've seen some video out of there and just things just flying off the walls. Um, One guy saying that everything that wasn't you know, stable or bolted down was just destroyed and isn't in there his a, house. There's a tsunami warning for. There was, and it was canceled. It's canceled, yeah, okay. and it was canceled. Uh, Paul Dunscombe lives in Anchorage, and uh, he was talking to a um, to a radio station and explained what he saw, what he felt uh, during this morning's earthquake. Absolutely. We're learning that it's around between a 7 and a 7.2. What were the moments like immediately after? Did you have, you know, were, were things overturned in your immediate surroundings there? What kind of damage did you see? You get that really first big jolt and you realize it is a big one. It's like, okay, so how big is it actually going to be? And so you just kind of ride it out and note how bad, you know, things are and, you know, at some point uh it became clear that it was big but it wasn't going to get bigger so all right well as long as it stays like this we should be okay um but uh you know it was uh, an exciting minute and we've uh had of course a large number of aftershocks which, right uh apparently have been you know magnitude five or more so it's uh it's uh, it's been quite the morning in South Anchorage, uh, my particular neighborhood uh, has been uh, generally damage has been uh, no visible damage. We've got no fires. Um, I'm quite sure that the department store, uh, the uh, store next to me, has a lot of items off of shelves and that sort of thing. Um, but um, where I am from my vantage point, things are pretty quiet. I think the thing that people need to know about Anchorage is we're a city of you know nearly 300,000 mm-hmm. people, and there's only one road out of 
of town. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that road is, you know, passages to a certain extent blocked on that road. So it's going to be um, it's going to be a little bit tricky here for the next day, couple of days. So, um, I've, we've got uh, emergency alerts uh, through um, emails and phones. So we've gotten official alerts. Uh, we've my uh, employment, University of Alaska Anchorage. You know, our campus is closed. People who are there have been urged to go home. People not there have been urged to stay home. Um, and but, among other things, because of the damage, as you noted, to the local television stations, um, we've not had a lot of um, local media. Um, it took a, at least an hour for uh, one of our stations to come back, and um, our, another one is, is still not really on the air. Oh, well, it's certainly one of the first things um, I did was, you know, go down, talk to my neighbors, you know, make sure that everything was uh, okay there. Um, so, you know, that's... We've all had pretty much the same experience. Uh, then, you know, making phone calls, making the rounds, uh, talking to folks, um, and you know, those people that I can get in contact with, their experience has been largely uh, the same as mine. But their, you know, cell phone service is spotty throughout the area, and um, so um, the main thing is um, just you know keeping those lines of communication open. That was uh, Paul Dunscombe in Anchorage today talking about that uh, big earthquake that hit up there. We're still waiting to find out more details. Again, as you heard, the the uh, TV stations uh, off the air for, for quite a while. So we'll, we'll keep you updated on that. A lot of folks saying it was um, the worst that they've ever been through. Yeah, I'd heard the story about one gentleman in his bathtub who was thrown out of the tub and onto the floor. Mm-hmm. That's how... Uh, how aggressive it was. Uh, in other international news, we should probably do this before we take our break for uh, uh, for our own news. Uh, you know, uh, this United States-Mexico-Canada agreement, the USMCA, uh, a couple of interesting things. This is sort of, it falls in the category of here's what you need to know. So it got signed uh, ceremoniously, sort of, down in uh, Buenos Aires today. And I say that because None of the, none of the countries have ratified the agreement. That's right. Themselves. So um, it Mexico's was, getting a new president tomorrow, so they had to have it done by then. Right. So the new president in Mexico uh, may or may not uh, ratify this or have it uh, get it ratified. Uh, so it is largely a ceremonial signing, and it just as a footnote to that. Uh, the ceremony oftentimes you know how they sign these things and then they hold them up for the press to see and take pictures of and then those agreements go you know sometimes on display or whatever uh, this one won't it has to be redone uh president trump signed in the wrong place so he signed under some other country's name so they're they'll have to redo it everyone just kind of pretended to sign after that because they were all signing the wrong country and and i heard that trudeau uh wasn't calling it the USMCA. He was just call it, referring it to as the new NAFTA. Yeah, it's funny. Well, he also did not pose for a picture holding it up. No. So, uh, and you know, that these kind of things don't happen by accident. There's implications to the way politicians and specifically leaders of countries do things. And probably, I think, perhaps he was playing to a to a certain mindset in Canada that wasn't a great deal because there's still some there's still some areas to be worked out aluminum and steel mm. uh, car production so to have General Motors Oshawa announce that they're closing plants and then to have our Prime Minister hold up an agreement as though he was happy with it while those two may not directly you know, have anything to do with each other because the GM's decision is a GM decision. You don't want to look like you're celebrating international trade at a time when 
one oh. of your major industries well, is getting hit. I think maybe part of it, too, is that, you know, Trump's touting it as, you know, this is all good, you know, this sort of thing and a big win. And uh, let's, you know, be frank. I mean, uh, Trudeau and, and Trump certainly haven't had a good relationship um, over the past year. There's been a lot of volleys fired, and I suspect he just didn't want to play nice. Well, I think that's actually fairly accurate, what you just said, because I think in many ways our Prime Minister feels as though this was an exercise in futility, that we had a good agreement, it was fine, and I know that there's been statements made in the past by both Trudeau and members of his government who have said this is just Trump wanting to put his signature on something mm -hmm. and, and, and being able to declare a victory and renegotiating because all along throughout the campaign in the States he said NAFTA was a bad deal for the States. It was mm -hmm. awful. He would have never agreed to it. So now we have the USMCA but in many ways it's quite similar to the deal we had. I just want to break into the village people every time I hear it. <laughs> USMCA. Oh, it almost works. Almost. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.